0: Hello and welcome to night number one of 31 Nights of Frights, part two, the sequel. I don't know if that title will officially stick or not, probably not. But anyway, welcome back for year number two of 31 Nights of Frights, presented by In Our Honest Opinion. I'm glad to have you back, and if you are a first-time listener, hopefully you guys enjoy what I'm doing here. We got 31 movies for the month of October, 31 horror films that I picked, and hopefully they might be some obscurities, and if they're not obscurities, hopefully I provide a, I guess, little bit of a different spin on the film itself. But anyway, I think we should get into night number one. And night number one is going to be the 1982 Stephen King written, George A. Romero directed anthology classic, Creepshow. For those of you who do not know, Creepshow is an anthology movie that is meant to basically be a homage to the 50s EC comics such as Haunt of Fear, Vault of Horror, Tales from the Crypt, uh, all of those like that, even Shock suspense stories most likely, judging by the way one of the stories pans out here. It was always meant to be a homage, and I think they're successful with what they did here. It is one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and it's a movie that I've seen a lot I don't know how much, how many times, but I do know that it was always playing on HBO when I was a kid, and being snowed in many times in the winter uh, in Pennsylvania, it's one of those that I always had on for whatever reason. Since this is an anthology movie, we do get treated to a couple different stories here, and I think all of them are actually pretty good and pretty entertaining. They seem to have a little bit of a sense of humor about them and a little bit of an ironic type of feel. And that is very much true to the original EC Comics tradition. So they essentially made a Tales from the Crypt movie without a Tales from the Crypt license. And that alone, I think, should be applauded. The various stories that we have here, we have a wraparound story about a abusive husband and father. We also have a story about Father's Day and the murderous father that comes back from the grave. We are also treated to some acting with Stephen King providing his acting chops, which is suitably over-the-top and goofy in a story about a meteor with, uh, I guess, fungus growth. A story about infidelity, which has Leslie Nielsen in a villainous role, which is pretty awesome as well. And also a husband who really hates his wife. And rather than divorcing her, like any regular person would do he gets rid of her in a very unconventional manner by basically feeding her to a Antarctic ape creature (laughs) and we get a final story here about a germaphobe who's a very horrible person and he winds up getting his just desserts by a gross sequence with numerous Cockroaches and various bugs. So, that is a lot of stories going on here. And in true anthology fashion, some are stronger than others, but a lot of the ones here presented are actually pretty good in their own right. So, even if it is a lesser story, it's fun to watch. Not just for you, the audience, but you get this. I have a feeling that George Romero and Stephen King actually had a lot of fun on this. Not only that, we got some really cool effects from uh, Tom Savini and a very young Greg Nicotero. If you don't know Greg Nicotero, he's actually doing a Creepshow TV show coming up on Shudder. And he uh, worked with Tom Savini and George Romero back in the day on this one. It was one of his first jobs interning. So I actually think it's a pretty cool movie overall. Uh, we have a great cast here. Not only do we have Stephen King acting, we also have such actors as Ted Danson, Adrian Barbeau, Ed Harris, E.G. Marshall. I mean, the cast here is awesome. We even get uh, actress Galen Ross, who you may know from George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. It's an awesome cast that was assembled here and i love that it kind of was a precursor in a lot of ways to what was done with the hbo tales from the crypt tv show with having a lot of different guest actors on that show as well as guest directors so creep show really i guess started something here and sadly in its following sequels, which I may get to on further 31 Nights of Frights episodes, you don't have that star power moving forward. This was almost like a lightning in the bottle. I I even forgot to mention great horror veteran actor Tom Atkins is in the wraparound story. I mean, we really get a lot of cool actors that you've seen in other things, And maybe doing something different here that you may not be, I guess, accustomed to seeing them doing. I will say that probably my favorite, um, I guess, story, my favorite one would be the one with Stephen King and uh, his portrayal of Gordy and the fungus that's growing over him. Stephen King, it's hard not to laugh at him in this because not only does he go over the top with his acting, and it works for the story that's presented, but we also have him pretty much cross-eyed the entire story, and that is some devotion to acting right there. Um, It totally fits. Everything about that one fits, and it's my favorite one. Not only that, it does have little ties to other Stephen King stories which I think is pretty cool so it's pretty neat how it all fits into the I guess Stephen King multiverse and while this isn't a 100% official Stephen King film as far as fitting in with his other works it definitely does at the same time so if you have not seen Creepshow I definitely recommend checking it out I am a huge fan of Creepshow and a very lesser extent on its other ones, but we got some entertaining acting, we got pretty good star power of the time and people that you would still know today, and not only that, it, the direction is good. It really captures that EC vibe, especially when people go to get killed. It goes and it almost cuts to a colorful background, and the movie itself is extremely colorful and bold with its choices. It very much invokes a comic book brought to life. So everything that they were trying to do, they succeeded 100% in my my eyes. This year definitely ranks up pretty high on my list as far as absolute favorite horror films. Not only that, I am a definite sucker for anthologies and short stories. I love the short form way of writing, and I also love the anthology films, how we get little miniature films, usually about anywhere from 10 to say 20 minutes in length. So you never really have a chance to get bored. If you didn't like something then hey, guess what? There's another story coming up, and you may like that one better. And that's one of the best things about an anthology movie. It captures imagination, because you usually get treated to different feeling stories or miniature episodes within the movie. And this actually does a great job of doing different things, and I can't say enough about it. I'm giving it 100% a recommendation on watching and just having fun with it. It is a definite fun horror film. The tagline of the movie was it's the most fun you'll ever have being scared. And I think it is a good tagline because you're definitely going to have more fun than actually being scared. I will say that when I was a kid... I did get creeped out by that Arctic ape thing uh, from, I think it's Antarctica is actually where it's supposed to be from. I was freaked out by that. And that was actually pretty creepy for me when I was a kid. Um, Not so much anymore, but the animatronic or puppetry on it is still impressive to this very day. So hats off to you, Mr. Tom Savini. Definitely one of the, one of the greats and still are one of the greats, but I think this is actually going to go and close out night. Number one of 31 nights of frights. Hopefully you guys really enjoyed it. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also, you can go to AdamAnalyzes.com and keep your ears open because we are going to have a contest running for 31 Nights of Frights and I think you guys are really going to enjoy the prize that we're doing this year but with that good night